Welcome to the Encounter Christian Church Message Podcast, where we bring you the latest messages from our Sunday services. To find out more about Encounter or to plan your visit with us, you can find us online at www.encounter.cc. We hope you enjoy this message. I'd love to pray over everyone before we get into the message this morning. So Lord, we just dedicate this time to you right now. And we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would just come and fall in this place right now. And Lord, I just ask that you would prepare our hearts to receive a word from you. And Lord, I ask that you make my words your words today. That your words would sink deep into people's hearts today. That there would be life transformation words, Lord God. That actually, as we go out from this place today, we are new people, Lord God. And so, Lord, whatever people are going through right now, I just pray you'd bring hope into every situation as your word is spoken today. Lord, we thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Awesome. Well, you can take your seats. It's great to be in church today. Well, we're continuing our Bright Bold Hope series today. Uh, Pastor Robbie has been uh, doing part one and two over the last two weeks, and the first week was uh, 2020 Vision, which actually coincided with our Vision Sunday. And Pastor Robbie talked about, uh, I guess, the changing our vision in the, in the fact that, you know, sometimes our, our, our sight can actually deteriorate over time. And so we actually need to get our lenses checked. And it's the same with our spiritual eyes. Some, we need to get the right prescription for our spiritual eyes so we can see clearly with 2020 Vision what God is doing in that current season. And then part two was last week and we had our anointing service and Pastor Robbie uh, talked about having a superpower. And we all have a superpower which actually comes from the Holy Spirit. And he talked about uh, being anointed for the call that is on your life and that we shouldn't just operate in our own strength. We need to operate in the anointing that God has called us to because anointing actually means set apart for, for a task or for a job or for a title. And so we then prayed for everyone and anointed everyone with oil that your 2020 would be anointed. And so Pastor Robbie also talked about the context of uh, Bright Bold Hope. We've launched Bright Bold Hope as a part of this series. And Pastor Robbie talked about raising a banner. See, uh, last year Pastor Robbie... Uh, went to the Youth Live concert down in Melbourne and he, he had a word from God that it was time to raise a banner. And so we as a staff and as uh, the key leaders, we actually came up uh, last year with uh, a slogan or something that defines uh, who we are as a church and that's what the Bright Bold Hope is. And so once Robbie realised it was, we had already created a banner, we realised what we needed to raise. And so we, we made Bright Bold Hope our banner. And so we've, we've put it out on the brick wall out there. We've put it all on the cards. We've actually uh, created some armbands that have Bright Bold Hope on them. And they will be available again after the service on the way out. Well, some of our team will be handing them out. So if you haven't got one, please grab one. $20 each. I'm getting a pay rise. Sweet. Awesome. So... Uh, the, idea, the idea behind Bright Bold Hope uh, wearing these bands is two things. They're actually a great conversation starter. You know, we're wearing them around and people can go, oh, what's that for? 
And actually, we can start a conversation about what bright, bold hope is. The second thing is, uh, bright, bold hope is a reminder of the hope that we have in Jesus. And so when we're going through things, we can actually look down at our arm and say, you know what, I've actually got bright, bold hope. And so that's the two purposes of the, of the armband. So I'd encourage you to wear them and uh, to talk about them and to be reminded of the hope that you have. I also, it's important that I, I explain what uh, bright, bold hope means. See, bright, bold hope is actually, uh, can be read two ways. It can be read as individual words and it can be read as a statement. See, bright actually represents uh, the, the nature that we now have as Christians. We, we have the hope of the world, which is actually Jesus Christ, and he actually calls himself the light of the world. And so we have this light, and it's in us, and we carry it with us. And so it's bright, and it's, uh, uh, you know, when we join together with all, you know, that light together, we're like a city on a hill. And so it's one big bright light that we have. And so... We're shining that brightly and we're going to do things creatively as a church to the best we can to represent Jesus and who he is. The second word in bright, bold hope is bold. And bold actually also represents the nature in which we have. See, the Bible talks about uh, we do not have a spirit of fear, but of love, power and a sound mind. And so this is the spirit that we actually carry. And this is actually the spirit that gives us the boldness to be uh, bold as lions. It's the spirit that actually allows us to enter the throne room of God with boldness. It actually helps us to lead with boldness and to uh, lead our families and to go to our workplaces with boldness. So it actually defines who we are. And it lets people know, actually, this is who we are. And the last word on there is hope. And hope is something that we all need to hang on to. But what type of hope we hang on to is very significant. And it's this type of hope that I want to talk about today. See, I don't want to just talk about the individual words of bright, bold hope. I want to talk about the statement, bright, bold hope. Because this is the hope we have. It is a bright, bold hope. But who's ever been through something where you've lost hope? I think... Put your hands up. I, I just think, if you haven't put got your hand in your air, you're not living life. <laughs> because nobody is void of trials and situations that cause you to question your hope. You know, when I, when I first became a Christian, I think I was 21, when I really gave my life to the Lord and, and encountered God in a real way, I, I had actually been living an unhealthy lifestyle. And I've, I've shared this story before, but I, I want to share it again because I, it actually lends strength to what I want to talk about today. See, I had actually been living a life where I'd been taking uh, a lot of drugs and, and uh, it was just a very unhealthy lifestyle and one that had sort of started in my teenage years but became quite, uh, I guess it was intense in the last sort of two years from 19 to 21 Every weekend I was out partying uh, and just uh, there was no break and I was doing a lot of uh, damage to my body in the process. But I, I was totally oblivious to that because I didn't care. I was having a good time. But unfortunately it actually started to catch up with me uh, towards the end of that time period before I became a Christian. 
and I didn't, I didn't know it at the time, but I actually went through this thing called drug-induced psychosis. Who's ever heard that term before? And drug-induced drug psychosis is actually defined by three words, uh, fear, anxiety, and what's the other word? Oh, paranoia, that's the one. Paranoia. See, I used... This, this thing started progressing my life as towards, you know, the end of my drug-taking days where I actually became fearful of people for no reason. And I'd never experienced this in my life. I actually wasn't a fearful person at all. I was actually, like, the loudest person in the room right up until <laughs> this period in my life. Like, I was the class clown at school. I was the loudest. You always knew where I was because I was yelling or doing something silly. And so this thing started to really catch up with me where I became fearful of people. And so much so that it was actually uh, delusional. It actually wasn't founded in reality. And so I would walk into a room and think that everyone was talking about me. And this is where the paranoia set in. I would be sitting with a group of people at, at dinner and be totally focused on myself and my fear and thinking... Are they talking about me? Did that person, what they meant, like, was that actually about me? And it was all, it was not reality at all. It was just what was going on in my mind. And this led me to a place where I actually had to really question my life. And this is when I, I actually encountered God for the first time in a real tangible way. But the thing was, I thought that when I became a Christian, it would go away. Has anyone ever had this, you know, something go on in your life where you thought God was just going to take it away in that moment? Who's, who's ever questioned God when something hasn't gone the way you thought it would go? And so we all have this, this question that happens. So this... this Thing that happened in my life actually took a very long time to get over. It, it went for years. It, it wasn't like months, it was years. And I, I actually got to the place in my life where I thought, this is just who I am now. It was a hopeless situation. I thought, okay, I've done damage to myself because I've taken way too many drugs and this is now how my life is going to look. And I used to question God why don't you fix this right now? It is the question that I think every single person asks when we're going through something. Why don't you take this out of my life right now? Why doesn't God fix everything when I want him to? The number one question I think we all have. There's a purpose in this and this is actually a journey that I went on that took a long time to understand. The whole purpose of God not taking things away when we want him to is that we actually need to strengthen our hope. See, God wants you to become all that you can be and the only way that you can do it is to actually go through some stuff. See, strong hope needs exercise just like our bodies need exercise hope needs exercise 
it, it's like a muscle that needs to be uh, put under pressure and resistance in order for it to, to get stronger. And the only way it can get stronger is if we go through some stuff. See, Romans 5, verse 1 to 5 says this, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into his grace in which we now stand, and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. See, if we're going to get through this life and come out the other end and stand before God one day with strength and confidence, we need to have strong hope. Because it's hope that will actually carry us through life. And so we need to strengthen it. So the first point I want to make today is the strength of your hope depends on your ability to hold on to it. See, Proverbs 13 verse 12 says this, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. If you think about this scripture for a moment, hope deferred makes the heart sick, it actually highlights the need of hope in your life. Hope is like a rudder on a ship. It actually steers where your heart is going. If you think about if you have no hope, where's your heart once the hope is gone? This scripture actually says it becomes sick. So if you think about it in terms of guiding and directing you, Hope is the thing that will actually help you in the direction of your life. And if we don't have a strong rudder, when the currents of life come, it'll break. And so having a strong hope is like having a strong rudder that actually helps guide us through the turbulent waters that we'll actually face. Who knows, we will have storms no matter what. Storms are an inevitable part of life. But the ability to endure those storms is what helps us to get through those storms. Who has actually seen friends who have lost hope and actually thrown away their faith? I think we all have someone who is either related to us or that we know who has, who has actually thrown away their faith because they lost hope in, in their circumstance. I think this is actually really important and shows how important having strong hope is because if hope is the guiding rudder of our life we need to make sure that we're heading in the right direction at all times see it's important that we don't confuse strength training with temptation which is my second point today. Strength training is not to be confused with temptation. See, James 1 verse 13 to 14 says this. When tempted, 
No one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. When you think about when Jesus was tested in the wilderness, the devil tested him with actually temptation. He said, if you, because he was hungry, it was a pretty simple sort of temptation. You're going to be hungry after 40 days of fasting. He said, if you're hungry, turn these stones into bread. And what does Jesus say? He says uh, that his food actually just comes from God alone. Which I think is a really key part of uh, understanding temptation. See, temptation actually presents itself in a way that is tempting. Simply because it comes from within our own desires that we already have, fleshly desires. And fleshly desires, temptation, actually have the ability to take us off course and lose hope. But one of the other things we can actually do is actually get confused with trials and temptation. See, God does not tempt us. He is not the one that brings temptation into our life. So it's really important that we understand that uh, if you're in a storm, you need to understand, like, why are you in that storm in the first place? See, there are storms that we actually bring on ourselves. And usually they come from temptation. See, sometimes we go through things in life that uh, can be uh, health issues or situational issues, like, for example, my drug taking, actually caused me to be in a storm of my own decision-making. God didn't put that in my life. I put that in my life. And we all have things in our life that actually uh, bring storms to our world. And it's really important that we don't confuse this type of storm with the type of storm that, uh, that God, I don't think he brings them into our life. He just allows them. See, the storms that come in life uh, through temptation are the ones that actually take us away from God's hope because they're the most confusing storms that we can have. They are the most confusing storms because they're actually intertwined with our own evil desires that we have and they can trick our mind and they can, they can actually cause us to lose sight of what actually matters in life. And so we really need to make sure that we recognise the difference between a storm that's just happening to us and a storm that we're creating ourselves. See, there are storms that, that happen, whether it could be family members or, or uh, relationships that we're going through that are actually out of our control. Maybe it's a, a child that is a teenager and they're not walking with the Lord and they're getting up to behaviours that you are really concerned about, that they're, they're unsafe. You don't know if they're uh, looking after themselves. And that type of storm can actually bring a lot of fear and anxiety 
But they're the type of storms you can't control. They're the type of storms you actually have to put your hope in God on. Usually storms that come into our life are the ones that we can't control. They're the ones that we need to endure. But the storms that we bring into our own life through temptations, we need to fix those ones. God actually wants us to, he'll partner with us because he never leaves us in our own mess. But he wants us to to deal with those things. So it's really important that we recognise those areas of our life that are causing uh, hurt and pain and suffering in our world and that we deal with those things specifically, whether it's bad habits, whether it's bad uh, patterns of behaviour, whether it's bad relationships, whether it's bad ways of talking. Like, we've, we've all got things in our lives that we actually, uh, that we need to, to deal with. And so recognising what those things are will help you to determine whether they come from you and whether you need to fix them or whether they're just happening to us. So I'd encourage you, don't confuse uh, strength training with temptation. My third point today is that the strength of your hope depends on what you hold on to. This is very significant in terms of uh, where you put your hope. We can put our hope in so many things. And this is where our hope is actually tested. Because testing actually determines what you're holding on to. So who, who here has ever hoped in a, a better career or in a better life or being a better person as if to say that that thing is going to make your life better? I think we've all done that. You know, when I was younger, when I first became a Christian, I was in an environment that was, you know, it was a great, it was a big church, it was a positive environment, and everyone used to uh, speak into my life and encourage me and say, you know what, you're going to be a pastor one day, you're going to be a preacher one day. And I thought, awesome, that's great, I'm, I'm excited about that. But I actually used to hang my hat on that thing as if that's what was going to make me who I was. I was putting my hope in, in my calling, actually. The problem with that is it never came for a very long time. And so my hope was actually lost because I thought, where are you, God? What are you doing in my life? Have I missed it? What's wrong with me? We can actually put our hope in the wrong thing and we know it's the wrong thing is because it's actually a temporal thing. It's something that's not actually uh, uh, set on a firm foundation, something that's not immovable. And so we can actually do this uh, in many different areas. We can put our hope in money. We can put our hope in the people around us. We, we can put our hope in uh, careers and houses and things and clothes and and we can hope that this will actually make our life better. And so it's really important that we recognise where our hope is. 
Because if we don't put our hope in the right thing, when we don't have that thing anymore, we don't have any hope anymore. See, there is a hope that is better than any other hope. And there, there, there is a hope that is strengthened uh, that when we go through uh, the, the trials of life, that actually gets stronger and stronger. And it's this bright, bold hope that we've actually named. We've put a name tag on it. We've called it bright, bold hope. And that hope is actually founded in a man. And his name is Jesus Christ. And this hope will never move. This hope will never let you go. It will never let you down. It will actually guide and direct you. It will strengthen you. And it will help you get to where you need to get to. Because this hope is founded in a man who's already paid the price for that hope. That hope is set in stone. See, when we get to the end of this life, we'll actually be faced with the moment where we have to stand before God. And we'll have to say to God, where have we put our hope, pretty much? Because that's the, the one defining fact of whether we get into heaven or not. Have we let go of him? Or have we held on to him? Will he look at us one day and go, well done, good and faithful servant? You held on. You actually ran the race well. You did well. You didn't lose sight of me. Because that's the main thing, is that we don't lose sight of the one main hope in our life. See, life is going to throw you curveballs, left, right and centre. They become unpredictable. They can come from nowhere. And they can get you on your blind side, I tell you. But where you put your hope in these moments was actually what will allow you to get through them. See, Romans 5 actually talks about our glorying in our sufferings. See, glorying in our sufferings is actually one of the key defining factors that will help you to hold on to your hope. See, glory in this scripture actually means to rejoice. To rejoice in your suffering. And it doesn't mean that we go about celebrating that we're suffering. It's, it's, that's the negative uh, way to interpret that. What he's actually talking about is Whilst you're going through something, keep rejoicing. Keep rejoicing. Because actually, what you're going through right now is actually making you something that you're not yet. That you're not yet. See, God is actually using your trials to help you to become all that you has created you to be. See, God has a plan and a purpose for every single one of us. And is that we would actually be bright, bold hopes as well. That we would reflect his goodness. That we would be a shining bright light. That we would be ambassadors for his kingdom. That we would walk around bold as lions, knowing who we are 
because of what God's done in our life. This is the goal of going through something. But in order to sustain yourself to get through it, we have to rejoice in the fact that God's actually doing something. It's really important that we don't allow our circumstances to derail us and to, to steal our hope. So this morning, it's really important that we firstly strengthen our hope. Secondly, that we don't confuse it with temptation. And thirdly, that we make, uh, make it the right hope that we hold on to. Because when we hold on to the right hope, it makes it easy to rejoice in whatever it is that we're going through. So I'm going to get everyone to stand this morning because we're nearly out of time. But I really want to pray over you this morning. Because I just believe that there are people here this morning that are really going through some things where you don't know if you are actually going to get through it. And that you're questioning your hope right now. You don't even know if you've got it right now. It's almost as if you've lost it. But I want to pray this morning that you would actually find the hope that never left you. The hope that never goes away. The hope that is free, that has been put inside of you through the Holy Spirit. That your hope would be renewed, that it would be strengthened, and that your spirit would be strengthened this morning. You know, when I... It's been almost 20 years since I went through that experience of, of losing hope from that past lifestyle that I was living. And I can confidently say that my hope has been strengthened because of what God took me through and allowed me to come out the other end of. I can confidently say that God's hope is a reliable hope. have no doubt in my mind that God will pull you through whatever it is that you're going through because if he can do it in my life he can do it in your life if you're comfortable would you just raise your hands right now as a as a just a sign of surrender because I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to do something right now right now that you would come and move in a mighty way in people's lives and Lord where there is struggling and striving where there is fear and anxiety where there is a sense of hopelessness right now Lord God I just pray that you would come and breathe hope into those situations Lord, I pray that you would turn mourning into dancing this morning. That there would be just a sense of joy. And that there would be a peace that transcends all understanding right now. A peace that defies logic, that defies reason, 
just pray right now that there would be a confident assurance of what you're doing in every single person's situation right now. You know, Brooke earlier talked about uh, God working all things for good. And I just want to encourage you this morning. God has the ability to turn your situation into something good. He'll actually use it for His glory. And in fact, it'll become a testimony one day that you'll look back on and you'll share with someone else and go, look what God did in my life. It'll become a source of strength instead of a source of weakness. So Lord, right now, I just confirm that in people's hearts that you are the one that brings us through and that you are the one that is actually working in the background to bring about good. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. To stay in touch with Encounter, follow us on Instagram at encounter.cc or find us on Facebook at encounter.shepparton.